Professor. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Well, actually, it is a terrifying situation, a vaccine nightmare story, my friends. And today on Viewpoint, we're going to take a look at that vaccine nightmare story. And in addition to that, we're going to take a look at why the entire situation has become a nightmare. Now, you thought we had already covered all of that, but the reality is we have not. I try not to get into this too much because I don't want to be said to be beating a dead horse. The problem is that the horse ain't dead. The horse isn't dead, my friends, and he keeps kicking. Horses keep kicking, but the people don't, because they're dead. Another one has just dropped dead. It just seems they're dropping dead everywhere. And the question is, why? Here's another one, an Alabama basketball player, age 17, and a Texas cheerleader. The Alabama basketball player, six feet tall senior, was a first-team All-State player for when he was a junior in high school, he had no known health problems, and he just died suddenly. Alabama high school basketball player and a 16-year-old Texas cheerleader. Really? 17, 16? One of the top high school guards in the nation died after collapsing on the court while training with his teammates? just dropped to the ground, was rushed to the hospital. Doctors couldn't revive him. He was dead. His grandson was an honor student, respectful, intellectual, a role model, phenomenal basketball player. Well, but the grandfather said his grandson suffered cardiac arrest. But why? Did he get the COVID shot? Then, there was a cheerleader, 16 years of age. She was found unresponsive at a cheerleader camp at Texas A&M University. She was set to start her junior year at Morton Ranch High School in Texas. The active young woman's death they continued, came with zero warning signs. Zero warning signs. And all of a sudden, boom, dead and gone. And you know what's interesting about these? Nobody but nobody is willing to make the connections on paper or audibly that these people all were vaccinated. Why aren't they willing to make the connections? Are we living in such a world that we would say, hear no evil, see no evil, and even in the face of evil would pretend that evil doesn't exist? Like a two-year-old putting his hands over his eyes saying, look, Ma, you can't see me. We're kind of like a bunch of two-year-olds putting our hands over our eyes and saying, look, God, you can't see us. The whole thing has become absurd. 
It's bizarre, my friends. It's absolutely bizarre, and science has let us down. In fact, it is science that has been used, or in the name of science, not real science, but in the name of science, we have been seduced into horrific pain, anguish, and death in America and over the world concerning this matter of COVID. Now, there's no question about it. COVID, for many, was a uh, serious illness. On the other hand, the flu is a serious illness for many, and the reality is that over 600,000 people in America die almost every year from the flu. Did you know that? And COVID is a kind of flu. Did you know that? Why is it that nobody would talk about that? They just talk about COVID. Anything else would be the flu, but you have to discriminate because you can't sell a hyper-expensive vaccine on a mass scale to people that just have the flu. So you got to give it another name. COVID. Oh, a death sentence. They both start with cancer, both start with C, cancer and COVID. And so, not to make light of those who became sick from COVID. By the way, your yours uh, truly had COVID for a couple of weeks. It wasn't comfortable. No question about it, it wasn't comfortable. Produced fatigue, weakness, but then so does the flu. I've had the flu before, and it felt somewhat the same way. This extended a little bit longer than most flus. And yes, indeed, there were people who suffered from COVID, and some more seriously than others. And almost all of those who suffered more seriously than others were over 65 years of age. Almost all of them. And in Israel, they discovered after more studies just about a month ago that they couldn't find any children that died from COVID. Maybe died from the shots, but not from COVID. Isn't that interesting? So the risk was not great for children. The risk was not great for teenagers, or anyone under the age of 30 or 40. So why is it that all these young people, 30 years of age and younger, athletes, no previous conditions to report, have just dropped dead? And these kinds of deaths have multiplied such that even the insurance companies now are reporting that the increase of these kinds of unexpected deaths is so great they've never seen it before. Is anybody willing to make the connections? Or are we so purposely blinded that we cannot or will not admit truth when it screams at us right in our face? So I welcome you to Viewpoint, friends. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. And today we're talking about that uh, because, you see, the story continues. 
it's not over. It's not over till it's over, and it's not over because as a number of major respected doctors told us, including Dr. Robert Malone, who is the one who actually conceived of the very patent for the mRNA protocol, warned not only America and the world, you must stop using that vaccine. It's too dangerous, he said. You must stop. But the world, instead of stopping the vaccine, decided to stop him. How dare you interfere with Pfizer and J&J and all of these companies that are going to make billions and billions of dollars and fill our coffers and make us all proud. The dead are telling the story. We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. Today on Viewpoint, we're dealing with the accumulating evidence and understanding with regard to the matter of COVID, but even more importantly, with regard to the matter of the so-called vaccines, which were not vaccines by the admission of the CDC that was put to the test and had to change the definition of a vaccine in order to keep using the term. Why? Because the very meaning of the word vaccine means that it prevents the disease and it prevents the spread of the disease. Those two things must take place in order for something to be called a vaccine. Its very purpose is to prevent the disease from taking place and to prevent the spread of it. And the vaccines, now more effectively called deceptive jabs, did neither of those things. That's the truth. And the CDC, Center for Disease Control, had to admit it almost a year ago. So where do we go from there? Well, let's try this one. In Australia, 500 Australians now have joined the world's first COVID vaccine injury class action suit. Now, why? Well, the suit accuses the Australian government, the country's Therapeutic Goods Administration, and Department of Health and Agent Care, and a number of senior public servants of negligence related to the approval and monitoring of COVID-19 vaccines, breach of statutory duty, and misfeasance in public office. That's a big deal. That's a very big deal. 500? 500 joining in a class action suit? How many more are going to ultimately join that class action suit? An ex-nurse. 
Gail McRae, who worked in California as a nurse. When her hospital was desperate for more staff, she said she noticed that during one double shift that the 50 or 60 patients she saw all needed care for a heart attack or stroke. And nine out of ten times, those code blues were to the lower level down to the clinic where they were injecting people, and two of my colleagues did not, did in fact go into anaphylaxis after receiving their shots. The nurse said her colleagues went into anaphylaxic shock. In other words, they couldn't breathe. And then she was fired for refusing to take the COVID vaccine herself. She says the American Metal Association and the CDC set up COVID protocols that amounted to medical murder. Another said that doctors were bribed for COVID jab coercion. That's really what happened. And the hospitals reaped the rewards. The hospitals themselves should be places you could trust to provide comfort and healing when you're most vulnerable. But that trust was shattered by brutal COVID protocols that critics claim turned many hospitals into hellscapes of systematic medical murder. Now, the purpose here on this program is not to be sensational. The purpose on this program is to provide information, yes, but information that can hopefully lead to change in our lives. Change in your life. You say, well, isn't it, Johnny, isn't it coming uh, too late? Johnny, come lately. All the information, what if we had had this information two years ago? How many millions of people's lives would have been saved? How many millions of Damaged, seriously damaged people who didn't die, they're just forever damaged because of the effects of these jabs. How many would have been saved? Well, today on Viewpoint, you're going to see why that didn't happen. You're going to see the corruption, and it may actually make you angry, and righteously so. There is a time to be angry as a Christian. Jesus was angry as the only begotten Son of God, full of grace and truth. He demonstrated his anger righteously, not for his own self-protection. Jesus never displayed anger over something that was done to him, ever. But he did display anger over something that was done to others, and particularly how the leaders that the people trusted betrayed them. That infuriated Jesus. And if you'd like to find out what the fury of Jesus looked like, you might want to read the book of Matthew, chapter 23. It's probably the best summary of Jesus' reaction to leaders who deceived and betrayed the people. They were trusted, but they betrayed the people. There is a place for righteous anger or righteous indignation. But that has to lead somewhere. 
If all it does is lead to fury and bitterness and deeper and deeper anger, it goes nowhere. All that does is stir us up and make us more worthless and less available to be used by God for his kingdom. It has to go somewhere. It has to amount to something. It has to bring about a kind of change that we can believe in, actual positive steps that you and I can respond to. And quite frankly, you say, well, what would those be? Well, the very first one is that you and I not be so easily deceived. We were easily deceived, weren't we? We were seduced. That's right. We were seduced in a variety of ways. It was like a a complexity of seduction. It was almost like a RICO kind of case. Really. I mean, President Trump is now being charged with a RICO violation down there in Georgia. But that's basically, in a sense, what really happened with regard to the collective efforts in our country through politicians, from the White House on down, to the American Medical Association, to the media, even to many pastors who worked together, confederated together, so to speak, in order to deceive the people, to seduce them to do what otherwise would never have been wisely apparent to do. And they use fear to do it. And fear has torment, and so they tormented the people with fear in order to somehow, some way, either seduce or mandate on penalty of not having a job, on penalty of not owning your church, on penalty of this, that, or the other, you will get the jab. So, that having been said, going back, that's what we've just been doing. We've been going back and resetting the stage, and now we move forward. After bashing it for three years and watching millions die, the FDA, Federal Drug Administration, this week, now admits doctors had every right to prescribe ivermectin as legitimate treatment for COVID-19. Can you believe that? I want you to try to get your mind around this. How is it that the FDA now can all of a sudden admit it was perfectly right? Just how corrupt is the U.S. Food and Drug Administration? Dr. Anthony Fauci and the entire biomedical security state apparatus that peddled fear of COVID and said the only hope of defeating the virus was to wait for a new technologically advanced vaccine that was not a vaccine, by the way, the same vaccine that proved unsafe and ineffective and killed off millions. It seems we're talking about a corruption that is beyond the capacity of most of us as Americans to even comprehend, doesn't it? Here's the FDA, Dr. Fauci, the CDC, Joe Biden, the entire U.S. medical system, and the corporate media mind control millions of Americans into believing that using the well-known antimicrobial drug ivermectin 
was just a laughing stock perpetuated by quacks and conspiracy theorists. So they kicked to the curb any physician who sought to prescribe ivermectin to his or her patients infected with COVID. Despite the fact, listen, despite the fact that ivermectin had been FDA approved for use in humans for decades, this same deep state apparatus made it sound like ivermectin was just a horse drug that stupid people were dangerously ingesting in a failed attempt to ward off COVID. And when it was known, the known fact that ivermectin, while used to protect equines and bovines from various viral infections, is just as effective as humans, then came the bombshell report, exposing who the real quacks have been all along. Who were they? Dr. Fauci, the FDA, the AMA, the media, the President of the United States. So it all came out this week in litigation against the FDA. A lawyer representing the FDA and F said the FDA explicitly recognizes that doctors do have the authority to prescribe ivermectin to treat COVID. Wow. What an admission. Why didn't they do that three years ago? That lawyer... A Department of Justice lawyer representing the FDA made her comments during oral arguments on August 8th of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit. Three doctors brought the case against the FDA, alleging the federal agency unlawfully interfered with their practice of medicine with its repeated statements that blasting and denigrating the use of ivermectin to treat COVID patients. So, you say, well, why did it take so long? Because a federal judge dismissed the original case on December 6, 2022, prompting an appeal. The plaintiffs are Drs. Paul Merrick, Mary Bowden, and Robert Apter. And they say they were professionally harmed by the FDA statements, including being terminated over efforts to prescribe ivermectin to patients. Other doctors were threatened with having their license revoked if they prescribed ivermectin. I know of one personally. But ivermectin is fully approved by the FDA for human use against diseases caused by parasites. So the FDA lawyer, listen to this foolishness. The FDA lawyer argued that the FDA didn't require anyone to do anything or to prohibit anyone from doing anything. So the circuit judge asks, well, what about when you said stop it? Wasn't that a command? If you were in an English class, you would call that a command, wouldn't you? So the so the, the lawyer for the FDI said, well, we're just playing with it. It was just making quips. Really? You're just making quips over something that serious? Playing with people's minds? Trying to keep them from taking ivermectin? And now Dr. Fauci's hands are full of blood. He was routinely bashing ivermectin as a viable treatment for COVID during the peak of the pandemic and even said 
on live television, CNN, don't do it. So why? Well, the reason Fauci and FDA and the entire mainstream corporate media had to destroy the credibility of ivermectin was because they had the real toxic drug, those mRNA jabs, ready and waiting to be deployed. The one that indeed had no clinical evidence of efficacy or safety at all, just experimental. Question, would you call these crimes against humanity Maybe on a scale the world has never seen. And it didn't just happen in America, friends. This was global. Maybe the greater motivation that still isn't coming out is that it was all about globalism. Controlling the masses to prepare for a new world war. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. Saveus.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at SaveUS.org. It's always a blessing to be able to come before you here on Viewpoint to talk about the things that matter most, friends. And uh, today, again, we're mixing it up as always. Mixing it up as always because we're having a situation where health is on the line. Interestingly, that uh, uh, call that was just coming in was headlined health care. <laughs> Healthcare. I'm wondering what they're thinking about. Maybe they're listening to the program and saying, whoa, 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 whoa. In any event, look, today we're talking about this matter of COVID. Yes, we're resurrecting that matter because it's not over. It just pretends to die. Leaders out there want it to die. But in reality, behind the scenes, they're actually resurrecting it already. Did you know that? For instance, in my hands right now, the new director of the CDC, Mandy Cohen, can you believe what she is now recommending, given everything that we've just been talking about? Here it is. The CDC will soon recommend annual COVID shots, like annual flu shots, she said. Really? She said everyone should expect this fall to get an annual, to get a COVID shot, and certainly to get a flu shot. Well, the problem is the FDA, FDA reported that COVID vaccines failed to provide evidence for protection against infection or transmission. Why then, with Cohen 
say those shots were remarkably effective. There's no evidence of such a thing. Totally unscientific. A deception in the name of science. When you deceive in the name of something that the people trust, that's even worse. Let's suppose that you deceive someone in the name of Christ. That's a horrific kind of deception. That basically is a kind of blasphemy. The greater the ability and known willingness of the people to trust leaders and people and agencies, the greater their responsibility for telling the truth. Because they hold their position in trust for the people. Not to be taken lightly. Pastors, let me speak to you. Many pastors jumped on the bandwagon of the CDC, of Dr. Fauci, of uh, Joe Biden, all of whom were classic liars. But they drove a message of fear. Fear has torment. And so in the name of loving your neighbor, many pastors coerced or seduced their parishioners to take the jab, even though those pastors knew absolutely nothing about it. They just bought into the story. So, let's apply that a little bit further. Along then comes a new set of offerings by the same kinds of groups of so-called trusted authorities, whether they be legal, political, uh, military, uh, spiritual, uh, economic. They put it all together, and they're saying, you know what? We've just got to stop this crime out here, and we've just got to stop all the problems that we're having with uh, the economy out here and all these things, so we are going to launch a new cashless digital system. And in order to be able to do that, it's going to be necessary for every man, woman, and child to receive this particular device, injection, whatever form it's going to take, whether it's a chip, an injection, whatever it is, and it's going to be necessary for everyone to take this, and there's not going to be an ability to opt out. Because it's so serious. You see, the whole world's about to collapse, and it's so serious. And so if, if, if you have any hope of saving the world, my friends, you're going to have to take it. So please don't try to resist. Because, unfortunately, if you do resist, you'll get a little bit of time to make up your mind on it. But if you really ultimately resist, the unfortunate thing is you're just not going to be able to buy or sell. You're not going to be able to transact any business because it's all going to be transacted through this device. 
Now what are the pastors going to do? Now what are you parents going to do? Now what are you politicians going to do? Now what are your medical practitioners going to do? When the same device that wants to control the money digitally also wants to control the medical care digitally. Oh, so you won't be able to get medical care if you're not on that system? That's right. You're not going to be able to get anything. Because they're all tied together. Have you ever heard of something called the mark of the beast, my friend? Have you ever heard of that? If you never have before, you just did. You might read the book of Revelation chapter 13 and the first, uh, say, 12 verses of chapter 14. And then you might want to ponder the implications of it. Because it's coming very, very rapidly, and there are many who believe that what was done by these agencies that people trusted in America and around the world with regard to COVID and the so-called vaccine was done for the express purpose of setting the stage to gain control over humanity as a precursor, a harbinger for a much bigger agenda ahead. You may not like to hear it, but the stage has been set. When Dr. Deborah Burks, when interviewed concerning her book, remember she was standing up there with Dr. Fauci in the early days, always with President Trump. She was standing up there and and with her scarf wrapped around her neck, and she was always telling us wonderful things about the vaccine and so on. Do you know what she said in public when she was marketing her book? Two things. Number one, she said, we could not believe the American people were so easily convinced. I'm using the word seduced. That's the first thing she said. The second thing she said was even worse. She said, I never believed that these vaccines would stop the transmission or people getting COVID. Really? I never believed it? Then why did you promote it? Oh, my friends, it's very hard to restrain oneself when we see this level of chicanery, corruption, dishonesty, deception, seduction taking place through the most trusted channels of our society, including many of our pastors. It's just It's an outrage, isn't it? So where do we go from here? The first thing that I want to say before we go deeper into some of the other uh, things that we're going to disclose here on the program in the last 15 minutes. The first thing I want to say is, look, recognize that you're a human being and you're easily seduced. 
Just recognize it. You're capable of being seduced, deceived. Which means, friends, that you and I have to develop a new level of discernment as to what deception looks like and why we are so easily seduced or deceived. And here is a simple answer for you. No one is ever seduced against their will. No one. No woman is ever seduced against her will. No man is ever seduced against his will. There's always something in us that's willing to be seduced. That's why I wrote the book, Seduction of the Saints, friends. How to Stay Pure in a World of Deception. And that book doesn't even deal with COVID. It deals more broadly with many, many, many aspects of seduction and deception that you don't even think about. But they're all part of the greater picture that Jesus and his disciples warned about, about these end times. When the Apostle Paul said to his sidekick, Timothy, uh, warned about perilous times to come, don't you think we're living in them? You haven't seen anybody raptured out of here yet, have you? Huh? Did you see anybody raptured out of here before they got COVID? Or before they took the jab? And if they were going to be, then why did they take the jab? Come on. Can't we start thinking reasonably? Instead of with a level of wish fulfillment. When we get back, a vaccine nightmare story. Get a copy of the book, Seduction of the Saints. It's an $18 book. Yours for $15. It'll change your life. It's on our website, saveus.org. Call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Write to us at Save America Ministries. Do it today at $5. We'll be right back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Thanks for joining us here on Viewpoint today as we pour out our hearts concerning this matter of the ongoing revelations concerning not just COVID, but the uh, disastrous uh, introduction of 
vaccines that were not vaccines that have produced untold billions of dollars of wealth for Pfizer and Moderna and J&J. It's just, uh, it's very painful to see what was done in order to promote something that was known to be untrue. When the President of the United States, with his bully pulpit, stood before the American people over and over again and said, you must take the vaccine because if you do, you'll be able to, you will not get the virus and you will not spread the virus. That's what he said. You'll not get the virus and you'll not spread the virus. It was absolutely untrue. Absolutely, unmitigatingly untrue. Even Dr. Burks admitted that. And then finally, the CDC had to admit it openly. So let's talk about a vaccine nightmare story. It was brought to our attention by uh, Wayne Allen Root, who published a piece on World Net Daily a couple of days ago. He says there's a silent tragedy of epic proportions going on in our country, and it's silent because the media refuse to connect the dots. Have you noticed the tsunami of recent headlines about high-profile Americans who died suddenly or suffered heart attacks, strokes, or blood clots at young ages, celebrities, athletes, entertainers, CEOs, dropping dead or having heart attacks? Yet the media just whistles past the graveyard. And there are always a thousand excuses, anything and everything except blaming the COVID jabs. It's strange, though. Virtually every one of these dead, crippled, disabled, or seriously ill people have one thing in common. They were vaccinated. What a wild coincidence, you think. But the numbers are piling up. They're not coincidences. And studying a pattern like this used to be called science. And here's an up-close-and-personal story. He said, I want to share it with you. That everyone needs to hear. He said, I went out to dinner with one of my best friends. He told me the story of his sister, who was badly injured and disabled by COVID-19 vaccine, but then informed me she's a big fan of mine and watches my Real America's Voice TV show. He said she'd like to talk to me and share the story. So we spoke, and here's her story. Let's call her Jane. She's an accomplished female CEO. She runs a medical organization that helps children. She wanted to to stress to me how healthy she had been before the vaccine. She traveled the world on business and lugged her own luggage everywhere. She biked 15 miles a day, took one-hour spin classes, ate healthy, was on no medications. During the COVID-19 pandemic, Jane never got COVID-19. She continued biking 15 miles several times per week. She walked three miles a day. And then her doctor pressured her to take the COVID-19 vaccine. She was worried and skeptical, but eventually she relented. She took one Pfizer jab, a jab, one. No second jab, no booster, just one. And that's all it took to ruin her life. And Jane will never again be the same. Within four hours, she felt extreme nerve pain. Pain the likes which she had never felt in her life. Mind-numbing pain. Then came the racing heart. Heart palpitations. Severe muscle twitching. Severe muscle weakness. Shortness of breath. Horrible fatigue. Brain fog so bad she could no longer focus or deal with even basic tasks. And then came blurred vision. 
sensitivity to light and sound. Dry eyes, dry mouth, dizziness, ringing in the ears so loud she couldn't think. Hair loss and clumps, severe heartburn, circulation problems, her feet turned purple. She could barely walk, internal tremors so bad it felt like a cell phone was vibrating inside her body. And she's in so much pain at night that she can't sleep. Then she also suffered from menstrual problems after getting the vaccine. She hemorrhaged so severely this past February that she was hospitalized and eventually required emergency surgery. By March, it was a new issue requiring hospitalization. Her heart was beating so fast, it felt like it was going to explode. It went from 60 beats per minute to 165 within seconds. Her heart condition is so serious that she fears she could die suddenly at any time. And that's Jane's new normal. She was perfectly healthy all her life, and then she took the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. And her life instantly changed after that one shot. And now, it's difficult to just walk to the bathroom. So Jane joined joined a Facebook group of COVID-19 vaccine victims that now has about 5,000 members, all with very similar stories. But they may be the lucky ones. So the writer goes on to say, my wife and I eat out at a favorite restaurant every Friday night. So three weeks ago, we walked into the restaurant. The general manager told us that John had just died suddenly. Never a sick day in his life. 52 years old, he suddenly keeled over and died of a heart attack in front of his wife. Since every employee had to be vaccinated to work, we know John was vaxxed. And we will attend his memorial service this weekend. But the facts are out. The CDC's own internal report shows over 117,000 excess deaths among American children since the vaccine. That's more excess dead children alone in two years than all the U.S. soldiers killed in the Vietnam War in a decade. And life insurance companies report more excess deaths among working-age Americans since 2021, the year the COVID-19 vaccine began that at any other time in history. And then Ed Dowd, the former BlackRock money manager who analyzes numbers for a living, says the disability roles have grown by millions since the vaccine. Millions. That's why there's such a severe shortage of employees. Hmm. Maybe it's not just because many of the employees have entitlements seduced by Joe Biden as a result of COVID, but maybe it's also because they're dead or completely disabled. And then there's the matter of the circulating spike protein in the blood of vaccinated long COVID patients. Approximately 15% of patients took one or more injections of COVID vaccine products and now have had COVID-19 illness and are suffering from persistent symptoms or new medical diseases. Of those, 94% received mRNA in Pfizer or Moderna products. And several studies have shown that symptoms after COVID-19 are directly related to persistent circulating spike protein in their bloodstreams. Harvard University found circulating spike protein and our nucleocapside Uh, capsid in the blood of 65% of patients with long COVID symptoms. 
and were unfortunately vaccinated even before being or after being sick. These data simply imply the symptoms are driven by persistent fragments of the SARS COVID V2 virus and spike protein from repeated injections. And now the CDC gal wants everybody to get another one every year. Really? Like the song of yesterday, when will we ever learn? When will we ever learn? At the same time, Dr. Joseph Mercola is now telling us that Pfizer is hiding how the COVID jab damages the heart. Because on August 3rd, 2023, the Australian Senate held a COVID hearing. Senator Gerald Rennick asked Dr. Kushan Thiru, Pfizer's Australian medical director, to explain the mechanism of how the mRNA COVID shot causes myocarditis. But Pfizer's Australian medical director couldn't or wouldn't answer the question and just kept talking in circles rather than answering the question. Either Pfizer has no idea how the shot damages the heart, or they do not know but refuse to admit it for fear of liability. Pfizer has only insisted, has not only insisted its COVID jab is safe and effective, and that side effects like myocarditis are uh, vanishingly rare, in spite of the fact that athletes and young people are dropping dead all over the world from heart problems at rates never before seen, the company also appears to have sponsored campaigns to push for the jab to be mandated, at least in the U.S., thereby maximizing the potential damage along with profits, of course. And then finally, the latest report concerning Dr. Fauci. A new document released by the House Select Committee on the Coronavirus reveals that Anthony Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci, knew that gain-of-function research was occurring in Wuhan, China, prior to the global spread of COVID-19. He lied about it. In an email to U.S. government public health officials in February of 2020, Fauci wrote that, quote, scientists in the Wuhan University are known to have been working on gain-of-function experiments associated with bat viruses adapting to human infection, unquote. The email reveals that Fauci knew of the Wuhan Institute of Virology's research into coronaviruses that mirrored COVID-19 prior to his claim that there was no evidence that the virus was produced in a laboratory. He knew it all along. He didn't want to admit it. Why did he not want to admit it? Friends, it's because of money and power. Power, perks, and position. Fauci also wrote that there were mutations in the virus that would be most unusual to have evolved naturally in the bats, and there was a suspicion that this mutation was intentionally inserted. He claimed this was the conclusion of international physicians following a conference call on February 1st, 2020, after which they wrote a now controversial proximate origins paper that claimed the virus emerged naturally. 
They went against their own beliefs, friends, to write the document. Then Fauci later claimed there was no scientific evidence that COVID-19 was made in a laboratory. But in 2023, the FBI and Department of Energy concluded it was likely that the virus was produced in a laboratory. So Fauci's comments are part of a series of exchanges between the authors of that paper released by the committee, subcommittee, as it investigates the origins of COVID-19. All right. This is what you might call a kind of modified investigative journalism. Using the investigation of others, binding it together, connecting the dots, so that we can understand the bigger picture. Now, according to the World Tribune, Americans believe that as many died from the shots as died from the virus. But in Israel, there were zero young people, zero healthy young people who died of COVID. Zero. Then this report. Wrap up. Those fully vaxxed now are said to lose 25 years of their life expectancy. Did you hear that? Those said to be fully vaxxed are said to lose 25 years of their life expectancy. Wow. In other words, that so-called vaccine inserted an ongoing developing situation in everyone's body, the likes of which we have not seen the consequences of yet. Thanks for joining us. Get a copy of that book, Seduction of the Saints, How to Stay Pure in a World of Deception, friends. It's going to be so helpful to you to prepare for the times that are coming. $15 on our website, saveus.org. God bless and be a blessing. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.